Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Exodus. Good morning, faithful listeners. This is Jen with the P40 Ministries podcast, and thank you so much for tuning in this morning to listen to the Bible. So let's go ahead and just jump right in and talk about Exodus chapter 12, verses 30 through 39. As always, I will be reading out the WEB version of the Bible, but please feel free to uh, read out of whatever version you prefer to read out of if you have your Bible in front of you. If not, feel free to listen, but also make sure to grab that cup of coffee. Let's go ahead and start reading. Pharaoh rose up in the night, he and all of his servants, and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where there was not one dead. He called for Moses and Aaron by night, and said, Rise up, get out from among my people, both you and the children of Israel, and go, serve Yahweh as you have said. Take both your flocks and your herds as you have said, and be gone, but bless me also. The Egyptians were urgent with the people to send them out of the land in haste, for they said, We are all dead men. The people took their dough before it was leavened, their kneading troughs being bound up in their clothes on their shoulders. The children of Israel did according to the word of Moses, and they asked of the Egyptians jewels of silver and jewels of gold and clothing. Yahweh gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they let them have whatever they asked for. They plundered the Egyptians. The children of Israel traveled from Remesis to Sakoth, about 600,000 on foot who were men, in addition to the children. A mixed multitude went up also with them, with flocks, herds, and even very much livestock. They baked the unleavened cakes of dough which they had brought out of Egypt, for it wasn't leavened, because they were thrust out of Egypt and couldn't wait, and they had not prepared any food for themselves. Okay, I'm not even joking. One thing that super perplexed me about this particular portion was how did they travel with that dough without getting it all dirty? <laughs> that was really a thought in my head. I was like, they didn't have plastic bags back then. They didn't have, like, how are they traveling with all that dough without, like, getting it filthy or, like, getting hairs in it or I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure they had their ways. Maybe they put it in, like, a covered pan or something like that. I don't know. But I'm, I'm not even joking. I had to sit there and think about that for like a solid two minutes. But anyway, in verse 30, it talks about Pharaoh uh, getting up out of bed because the entire nation of Egypt, the ones that didn't follow God and follow God's commands, were all crying because their sons had all died. The firstborn of every single household. So it might not necessarily have been a son. It could have been a husband. But whatever it was, somebody had died in every single household. And even the animals, the firstborn of all the animals as well, passed away. And so that would have been really, really hard. Every single Egyptian household that did not follow God and follow God's commands, someone had died. 
and there was a cry in all of Egypt. And I think I mentioned that um, papyrus a long time ago when we first started talking about uh, the different plagues in Egypt. The papyrus actually mentioned uh, the, the river being turned to blood. But it also mentioned this as well. It mentioned uh, a cry going out through all of Egypt and nobody had and, and so many men had died and uh, the people were crying because of it. So I just wanted to throw that out there. You can actually look up that papyrus. It's called the Eperwer Papyrus. And uh, it's a it's a document that was written, I think, in somewhere in like 2000 something B.C. So it was written quite a long time ago and uh, they found it and deciphered it and it was talking a lot about different things uh, that um, the Bible mentions and stuff like that. But of course, you know, there's a huge uh, controversy as to whether the Ipera papyrus was actually um, historically accurate. But you can look it up if you're interested in reading about that. So anyway, Pharaoh rises up in the middle of the night and he probably heard that his son had died, his firstborn son. And I do want to mention here that Pharaoh himself had not died in this plague, which means that he was not a firstborn son. I'm not quite sure how he could become Pharaoh if he had not been, but maybe his older brother or something like that had died at some point in time. So Pharaoh himself was not a firstborn son, but he was the Pharaoh. But he had a firstborn son, and his son had died. And perhaps this was his only son. It doesn't mention how many sons Pharaoh had. But Pharaoh's firstborn son, who was supposed to be basically... um. I don't know, the grandson of Ra, <laughs> because Pharaoh was considered the son of Ra, and his son would have been next in line. So I don't know exactly, but God was attacking a different Egyptian god with every single plague that God sends to Egypt. We had already talked about the multiple different plagues and the different gods that Egypt had had, but now God is directly attacking the son of Ra or the Pharaoh because people worshiped the Pharaoh as a god. So God in this plague is showing the Pharaoh, look, you are not a god. And showing the people, look at this Pharaoh, he's not a god. Yahweh is the real god, is what basically God was saying to the people. I am the real god. And so now it says that Pharaoh um, rises up. He calls for Moses and Aaron by night, because this was the middle of the night. And he says, get away, get out of here. I don't want to see you guys. And he says, go and serve Yahweh, just as you guys wanted to do. He says, take your children with, with you, take your animals with you, take your women with you, just go, get out of here. He says, I'm sick of you guys pretty much. And so he says, take both your flocks and your herds, as you have said, and be gone. But I want to mention something kind of interesting here in verse 32. Pharaoh also says to Moses and Aaron, he says, but bless me also. This is Pharaoh recognizing at this point that he is not a god because he is asking for a blessing. Pharaoh had to get to this point to recognize, huh, maybe I'm not a god. He's now asking for that blessing from God because he's recognizing God as Yahweh. At this point, Pharaoh has been humbled. He's finally been humbled after all of this. And I do want to mention the last Pharaoh we discussed back in Genesis where he was a much more humbler man, where he believed in the power of God almost immediately just from listening to Joseph's interpretation of just one dream. And he also accepted a blessing from Jacob when Jacob came to live in Egypt. He knew that God, Yahweh, was powerful because he saw it in Joseph's life 
I mean, Joseph was just a huge, huge influence on that Pharaoh. So when Jacob, who is considered to be a holy man in Egypt, came to bless the Pharaoh, just the Pharaoh accepting and receiving that blessing back in Genesis says something because the Pharaoh often believed that he himself was a god and they wouldn't accept that kind of uh, blessing from a foreign god, basically. So that Pharaoh back then is just such a different pharaoh as to this one who finally, after all these plagues and destroying his kingdom, basically, his his Egyptian uh, land uh, through his um, unbelief of God, even though he knew, he knew God would come and destroy his firstborn son. I mean, Aaron and Moses had already warned pharaoh of this plague the day before it happened. He said, you better do this or this is going to happen. I mean, at this point, pharaoh had to have known the power of God. He had to have, but he continually refused to listen out of stubbornness. And so finally now, this Pharaoh is accepting the blessing. And he wants that blessing because he knows at this point, hmm, I must not be a God. Because finally he's recognizing the power of God, of Yahweh. So basically he he drives out all of the Israelites. <laughs> He was sick of them. He didn't want any more of these. And the Egyptians agreed because it says next here in verses 33 through uh, 36 that the Egyptians also wanted the Israeli people just gone because they saw everything that was happening and they were afraid. They're like, we're going to be dead men if these people stay with us. So they're driving them out of the city and they're giving them gold. They're basically paying them to leave. So they're they're giving them all the, these uh, jewelries and all these different things and and paying them to leave because they were so scared. And it actually says that the Egyptians actually looked at the Israeli people favorably by this point, as as odd as that sounds, because, you know, the, the Israeli people were uh, slaves at this point. But the Egyptian people actually looked at them favorably and many of them left with the Hebrews. It actually says that a mixed multitude went up and that I've been mentioning that a million times <laughs> since before this verse. I think I've mentioned the mixed multitude probably like six times now by this point. But yeah, I mean, in verse 38, it mentions that a mixed multitude went with the Hebrews. So in other words, there were people, there were Egyptian people that um, that decided to follow God. And they left with the Hebrews. They wanted a different life. So the mixed multitude went up. And in the AMP version, it mentions um, a mixed multitude of non-Israelites from foreign nations also went with them. So these could have been Egyptians. These could have been other slaves from other countries. These could have been anybody. So a lot of people traveled with the Israelites and God allowed that because even though we consider the Israeli people to be God's chosen people of the Old Testament, he does, in fact, want people to become Israelites. And we'll talk more about that once we get into the law, because God mentions in the law that if a foreigner wants to follow the law, allow them to, in fact, make them part of the family, pretty much. (laughs) So yes, God did want other people from other nations to basically follow the law and become his people as well. God's always been like that. And, um, and of course, everything uh, gets messed up later on and and uh, people twist it, but whatever. So it says that the Egyptians anxiously urged the people to leave and to send them out of the land. So in other words, God was saying everything God was saying to the Hebrew people was coming true. He said, eat 
everything that you're supposed to eat in haste because we talked about the Passover lamb. So in other words, eat it really fast. Put your traveling shoes on. Put your traveling clothes on. Pack your bags. You're getting out of here very quickly. And you don't know exactly when. So make sure you eat the food very quickly. Don't have a party. Don't have a party late into the night with your fa- uh, friends and family. Just hurry up, eat, and get your stuff packed because you're going to get out of here. So it says that... Um, this this came true because the pharaoh tells them to leave, orders them to leave in the middle of the night. And well, we don't know exactly when in the middle of the night, but at some point in the night, they were ordered to get out, to just leave. And they were ready to go, it says. It says that the, um, the Israelites uh, journeyed from Ramesses to Sakoth, about 600,000 men on foot, um, besides the women and the children. And uh, basically, it says that they brought all of their stuff with them. So they were ready to go. And it says that they baked the unleavened cakes of dough, which they brought from Egypt, and it was not leavened, since they were driven out quickly from Egypt and could not delay, uh, nor had they prepared any food for themselves. So all they had was exactly what God had said that they were going to have, which was these unleavened cakes, basically, this unleavened dough. And I want to mention something here that I found kind of uh, interesting. If we jump back slightly to verse 34, it says that the people took their dough before it was leavened, their kneading bowls um, being bound up in their clothes on their shoulders. Oh, so I guess that's how they traveled with their their dough. <laughs> they put it in the kneading bowls. I don't really know what that is. But anyway, they traveled with their dough on their shoulders pretty much. And here's the thing about verse 34 here, though. It says that the people took their dough before it was leavened. Some of these people were going to leaven their dough. (laughs) I mean, God had told the people, don't put any leaven into that dough. And there was people that was going to leaven it. It says it right here that the people had to take their dough before it was leavened. So the people weren't going to, I mean, the people, some of the people, I'm sure some people did listen and did not leaven it and were not going to, but some of the people, it says, were going to leaven that dough, even though God had specifically said, don't leaven it because the uh, unleavened dough is extremely easy to make. It's very, very easy to make. And uh, it's quick to make as well. So God had specifically told the people last time we were discussing uh, this passage that the people were not supposed to leaven their dough. But there were people that obviously were going to leaven it because they didn't get the chance to put the leaven in it yet. (laughs) And they had to take it before they even got that chance to rise the bread pretty much. This is, as odd as it sounds, almost the almost the first disobedience, but God had not allowed the people at this point to disobey because they didn't have time to put that leaven into the dough. So it says that they just had to take it and uh, to um, to travel with it. And so basically uh, in verse 39, going back, it says that they baked the unleavened cakes of dough, which they brought from Egypt, for it was not leavened since they were driven out quickly from Egypt and could not delay, nor had they prepared any food for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they were not able to do anything other than what God had already commanded and God uh kind of uh protected them from disobeying in a sense by making them quickly leave Egypt pretty much. 
And so it's, it's just kind of a funny little uh, story there that God didn't even allow the people to disobey. Though they were ready to go because they had listened to Moses in that sense. They did eat uh, their food quickly and they did have their bags packed and they were ready to basically get out of the city. And I'm sure that they were very excited about this. So they were going to listen to that and, and uh, leave as quickly as they possibly could. But anyway, this was Exodus chapter 12, verses 30 through 39. We will discuss uh, more of this chapter on Friday. So join me on Friday at 6 a.m., which is when I air the episode, or whenever you wake up or whenever you're able to listen, be sure to join me then. If you haven't listened to some of the previous episodes, uh, please feel free to do that. I mean, some of the episodes, I've been having some really awesome guests on the podcast recently, and that's not going to end. I'm going to have some more guests later on. I would love to uh, get some more opinions and awesome people on the podcast to bring new perspective to the Bible. And honestly, I get tired of hearing my own voice. (laughs) Since this is a daily podcast, I uh, record almost every single day. And man, do I get tired of hearing myself talk. (laughs) I really, really do. I'm not even lying about that. But anyway, friends and faithful listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Happy listening and God bless.